and sharing together, Lord. I pray, pray for thanks for Moses and Jamila and Leah arriving safely in Greece, Lord. And I just pray that this week will be a restful week for them where they can grow together more as a family and enjoy your presence in another country, Lord. I pray that as we play this game, Lord, we will be, we will be truthful. Nothing but truthful, Lord. So let people always see that we are human, we all have our faults, and that is okay because we have you. Helps us in the name of Son Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, let's go. It's recording. Yeah. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. And me, Pete. Yes. Moses is currently in Greece. Oh, yes. He's going to go and find me some Greek babes. No, he's gone on holiday <laughs> with the family. And his side wishes to find me some Greek babes. <laughs> side mission. I don't think I've, I've actually I've, I've ever met a Greek, a Greek babes before. Mm. I've met a few Greek people I haven't met. I don't know if I've met a Greek lady, actually. I've met a Greek guy. I know a Greek guy. <laughs> I know one the, Greek guy. <laughs> forget the guys. Anyway, so Moses isn't here today. Mm. So instead of us just having a, a two-man conversation, we thought we'd play a little game. Oh, no. So I found this game at a babe's house <laughs> a few months back. It's called After Dinner, After Dinner Arguments. Oh, yes. The game of debate and discussion. How to lose friends and irritate people. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, there are all these like cards, and they've got these um, they've, they've got questions on them. Mm. And what you have to do is you pick up the card, give your view on on what the card says, and and yeah, you've got like a specific amount of time that looks about like thirty seconds. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're each gonna pick up a card, read what it says, give our view on it. I just leave it there. And we said that will be 100% truthful and honest. Oh, it's, just giving, it's just giving opinions. You Your know? opinions. So what's the argument of it? Like, are we not debating it at all? What, what, do you want to debate it? I think some of them, like, maybe for some of them, you should get, like, an extra, okay. Okay. extra 30 seconds Okay, so. so if this is some, something very interesting, mm. it might turn out into, into a little debate. Yeah. So do you want to go first? Nah, you go first. <laughs> you go first. Let's see okay, I'm going first. Okay, and the uh, topics are... Politics, religion, sex, work, people, and general. Can I can I just also mention because this rule I thought was interesting. The first rule, I'll just read it out. You must all agree before you start that whatever discussed and however violently opposed you may be at the time, you will all remain friends afterwards. <laughs> I just think that rule kind of sets up the game. Like, all right, so this this could be a potential. Furnace breaking game. It should be interesting. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I don't think any of the questions will make us feel, make, make us angry at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some of the listeners <laughs> might feel a bit offended by what we say. Apologies in advance. So, with no further delays, let's play the game. Okay, let's go. Should everyone's DNA be kept on a police database or just those guilty of a crime? I think yes. Everyone. Everyone. Sorry. That way, that way, when a crime is committed, um, then the information is is there already. And like, if you're an, an innocent person, you have nothing to fear from your um, DNA being on a database because you know it will never be used against you. Yeah. I th- uh, I'll, should I wait for it? No, to no, run? no, you can go. You can go. Okay. So, I think it's. I don't think everyone. I think it should only be those that are guilty of something, having been caught or something. Because um, I think, you know, your innocence will proven guilty, or ideally that should be the case. And so not everyone's data needs to be there. Also, 
if everyone's data is there, it's potentially, you know, at risk of being hacked and someone finding that data. So I think only those that commit... But then what, some, what would they do with that data? I don't know you can do anything with such data. You know, I don't know. You could sell it to people. You could find yeah. out what their DNA says they'd be more inclined to buy or suffer from or whatever. Okay, time's up. <laughs> so, so how'd you find that as a first question? Yeah, it's good. I think the time is quite yeah, short. Quite like, quick. You can't just you can't just waffle on. You have to yeah, go and get short into and it. sweet. All right, Peter, you're next. That's, that's a that's a nice question. All right, ready? Yep. Go. Are babies in danger by having mothers of sixteen and under? Yes. Um, in danger in the sense of at sixteen years old, how much life experience have you had really? That that that's a blanket statement because there are some sixteen years olds that might have been through more in life. But in general, a sixteen year old I don't think you you're not even old enough to drink properly. You know, <laughs> so I don't think they should be having babies and I don't think they would have the right amount of experience to take care of the babies sufficiently. But, you know, they make it work. Okay. I think um it depends. Um, because I know like a lot of girls who have um, babies outside the wedlock or quite early, but at sixteen though, well, they'll well, they'll, they'll they'll still be at home and have their family around them. So, mm-hmm. I, so I feel like if they have a good family around them who can help them um, look after the baby, then cool. If not, I think the state should take the baby away from them mm-hmm. until they are mm-hmm. at a suitable age where they can look after the baby themselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's me, and that's time. Wait another thirty seconds. Okay. Because because I don't think I don't think the state taking it is is the best idea. Only because like the foster system hasn't helped anyone. Well, I, I say that anyone. It's a blanket statement again, which could be wrong. But as far as I know, the blank the foster system of most states aren't necessarily the best. So would you have the the, the parents of the, the mother? Yeah. Look after yeah. them. Yeah. As as their own child or still as. The daughter's child. I think the, the daughter should be aware that it's her responsibility, but the parents are like chipping in majorly. Okay. There's <laughs> <laughs> so pressure, man. There's some pressure. Okay, let's go. What should be done to bring Africa out of poverty? Can we stand by and let, let people starve? What does the aid um, supply line? Oh, 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 sorry. Does uh, does the aid? Sorry, let me start this yeah, again. Sorry. I think we should start it after you finish okay. reading the question. So, what should be done to bring Africa out of poverty? Can we stand by and let people starve? Does the aid simply line the pockets of the dictators? Ooh. Ready? <laughs> yep. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I think companies at Christian Aid and all of these, they're doing more harm than good mm. because they're bringing in millions of pounds every year mm. and like you're not seeing any subs- Real, um, substantial yeah. change yeah yeah and you've got someone like Akon who's who's, who's 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 come along and he's just like he's like provided light for so many so so, so many areas mm. and question and then you're thinking if Akon can do this in like space for like a year two years mm. what have all these companies been doing yeah. for all these years there you go all right I completely agree actually um Sending food and sending whatnot. I think after a natural disaster, I think those are those are perfectly good. You know, you take food, you take uh, shelter, all of those things. But 
every day we're seeing, oh, this African child is dying. I don't think that's the solution. Create jobs. You know, educate the people. And I don't even think it's a matter of having to have companies here go and do it. But think of, in Africa, like, Ghana isn't even half as bad as we see on TV. Like, there are places that are really good. And it's just a matter of allow those places to, like, flourish on their own, you know? <laughs> no. This <laughs> 30 seconds is very difficult. It's difficult. Like, I think we should have at least two 30 seconds. Can you fix uh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like the stuff that wants to come out that's not coming out. Like, like which one is which one's worth coming? But, yeah. All right. Yeah. But then doesn't that? But doesn't yeah, that like the, the the purpose of the game? And it helps you become a good debater because then true. you think about what points what are most important really that you think out. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're up next. All right. Ready? Ah, that African one. I want to say something. <laughs> ah, I just feel like it's not sufficient. Three? So after I finish. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Sex. Oh. Do you think people are either gay or not gay? Are bisexuals just in denial? Uh, I'm not qualified to answer this question, firstly. Secondly, I can only speak as a Christian. I don't think... I don't think that's the... uh, Oh, God. Um, In society, people can... For whatever reason, some people are born... Uh, and they're just naturally effeminate, you know, guys just naturally effeminate, girls that just naturally boyish. Um, I don't think that makes you gay or not gay, only because I believe God created us, and ideally God created us heterosexual. Um, bisexuals, gay, not gay, I think it's a choice that is made, um, and society is allowed for that. Mm, okay. Um, I do believe... I don't even think people are, are really gay, you know? Mm. Only because, no, I don't think women are lesbians. Okay. Or, you think guys can be gay but not women? Yes. Okay. Because because of how like of how like the um, the, the mechanics of sex works. Even when you're lesbian, you're still inserting things, which are <laughs> penis like in shape <laughs> into each other. So <laughs> we need another thirty seconds. We need, we need another thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So bec- like you're inserting penis like things in, in, into each other. Right. And these penis-like things are replicas, replicate, yeah. repli- replications mm. of a man's sexual organs. Mm. Mm. So you, you you might like like a woman being there, right, right. but you're actually having sex with a man, just right. like a, a taken off piece of a man. Yeah. So yeah. So I think maybe they're not getting the emotional like connection that they'd want from men, mm. and they find that they find it a lot easier to find that with women, mm. and that's why they might call themselves gay. Okay. Can I have thirty seconds? Yeah. Well? I don't think it's necessarily that. Um, I, I, I do agree. Well, I don't think it's just women. I think the idea of being gay uh, and not being gay and being bisexual, so long as there isn't any physical difference between a heterosexual man and a gay man, then it's now a subject of, I think, the mind, or I think of... It's a software issue, mm. not a hardware issue. And I think when it comes to software for human beings, that's your soul, that's your spirit, that's what's been contaminated by sin. And so I think that's what introduces gay, not gay, bisexual concepts into people. Okay. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Is it wrong for a teacher to have a relationship with a pupil who is over 16? Here we go. I don't think it's wrong. I just feel it's a bit inappropriate. Right. Especially if, if, if like you are teaching like people the subject. Mm. Because you're going to be biased. And then if things don't work out, then it's just going to cause so much chaos within the classroom, within the school. There'll be so much 
politics and everything, and it's just not helpful for, for anyone. Mm. So wait until you're 18, leave the school, and if you want to start a relationship, start the relationship. Easy. Deep That's what it. I'm saying. Deep in the 30 <laughs> seconds. Um, I think, personally, I think it's wrong because as a teacher, you're in a unique position um, of influence and a position of trust. And where you, you, you know, there's the bias and whatnot, I think it's easy to confuse roles. Um, and so having, having a relationship as a teacher with your student, I think it's just not ethical. Um, and I think, yeah, it shouldn't be allowed. Over 16, uh, whatever, leave school, leave that situation, and then deal with it. Okay, so, bonus question, bonus question. Should a pastor be allowed to be in, in, in a relationship with a member of his congregation? So, so, so it's like, you know how you're talking about that? that. Position of trust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, All right. right, go. I think <laughs> it's different. It's different in the sense of, um, I think as a pastor you are spirit led so there's that element of, uh, of you would hope you should be spirit led <laughs> yeah and you're leading a flock so for God to then say take of your flock and marry that person it should be something that God's in control of uh, and and um, I think it's just I don't see it as unethical in the same way as a teacher because as a pastor you're not necessarily grading the members you're just helping them or, or pastoring them and so you can do that for your wife okay, okay. do I have to answer yeah. as well yeah okay um, I don't think it's unethical mm. especially if being a pastor is your full time job mm. because you because as a pastor you're always like worried about the needs of your church yeah and you're always within your church trying to work so what better place to find a wife than in the congregation you know um, being in church you, 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 it allows you to see the characteristics of the women and maybe one of them might have the characteristics that that, <laughs> that will allow them to be a good wife for you mm. and yeah and I think be, yeah and then oh my time's up okay time's up sorry <laughs> I guess we'll never know what that's going to say right. next question yep this is a general question if you give your child a small slap does this Teach the child quicker or do everlasting damage? Go. Easy question. Nah, it teaches the child quicker. Children are not at the age to be able to reason with. Like, you can't reason with a child. Um, simply because they're a child. They don't, they don't understand, they don't know it. You associate pain with the wrong decisions that the child makes so that the child can quickly understand that this is wrong. When they grow up uh, and, and they uh, are more capable of, like, logical thinking, they will know this is wrong. How many times have my mum told me, don't take the meat from the stew whilst it's on the stove. Yeah, I'll go and take it, I'll get burnt. That's how I know it's wrong, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't think it teaches the child quicker. I think they'll learn eventually, <laughs> because I know after the first time I got beat, I was still doing things I shouldn't have been doing. But one thing I also think is that by doing that, you're making the child relate, someone doing something wrong, to, you have to punish them, mm. and then so I, so I don't think uh, you you beating your kids and then telling them no you can't be that person mm. it doesn't make sense because they're learning what they're learning from you and the actions that you are doing to them. Mm. So it's a it's a tricky one. So my turn. Yeah. Would you ever visit visit a shrink? A shrink? Do you think that you can save money by talking to a friend? Um. Not a shrink. I'm a, I, I think I'll definitely go to a marriage counsellor okay. whilst I'm married mm. Um, mm. because I think that's a... Having that third person there, mm. like, um, 
appreciate of, of us talk, talking of our problems can be very beneficial mm. and then they'll, they'll be able to give us like solutions through years of experience to learning and stuff so I don't think I'll do that with a friend because it's too personal mm. and then they'll start judging my part mm. mm. <laughs> or judging me yeah I think I completely agree I don't think necessarily a shrink or like a professional psychiatrist I think you know, someone who's had more experience in that area, a marriage counsellor, or even um, a pastor, or like someone in trust, someone of more experience, I definitely go to. And I think that's where society nowadays fails, because that's what your grandparents were supposed to be for, or your parents are supposed to be for, um, to have those kind of conversations and give you those kind of advice. Not necessarily a friend, because we have the same sort of experiences. Some things we can talk about, but not all things. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Easy. Easy work. All right. People, <laughs> what is the best quality a woman can have, and why? Oh. <laughs> it so begins. <laughs> Go. A woman that I'm going to be in a relationship with, the best quality that they can have is discernment. Like discerning when I'm say the truth, when I'm lying, when I'm uh, when I'm okay with something, when I'm not, because I won't readily just say I'm unhappy with something, I'll just rather take it in and then deal with it myself. But when she can see through that, normally that that helps as well. And then if she's... I think wisdom. Wisdom is probably the best quality a woman can have. Because it helps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, go! Um, I think the best quality a woman can have is... Fat ass. No, that's number two. <laughs> the ability to be transparent, because yeah, um, men are not mind readers. Mm. So if you want a problem to be solved, come up to, to your guy and say, "This, this is a problem. I don't like how you're doing this and that." Mm. Because then that will be the first step that allows you to make the change happen that you want to happen. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what do you think the most common male sexual fantasy is? And what do you think the most common female sexual fantasy is? Um, For men, threesomes, foursomes, just situations where there are lots of females involved. Or having a female who is completely submissive to everyone to need. Or just like a certified freak that's down to do anything. <laughs> um, for a female, I think wanting a guy who's in all these romance novels that they that they read, mm. who's charming, who's just this and that, and he's just so lovey-dovey, that, and they know they'll never get anybody years in the real world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have experience in this area as much as I'd want to. I think the male sexual fantasy, I don't know about threesomes and stuff like that, because it just seems like too much work. Um, I think it's it's the yeah it's, it's the girl that's you know willing to try and do everything you know every position we're good. Um, I think for the female, I, I do think it's the damsel in distress, but I think I worry that that's a cliche. But then you know that all cliches have some semblance of truth, <laughs> so I think it's the whole damsel of distress kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. All right, Pia, ready? Wait, wait, wait. After. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Do you agree with the statement, happiness is not getting what you want, but being happy with what you've got? 
interesting. Last week I said the true secret to success is not liking what you do, but learning, not doing what you like, but learning to like what you have to do. I think happiness is definitely not necessarily getting what you want, but being happy with what you've got in the sense of there's a sense of contentment, uh, of being content with what you have. Uh, I don't think it should stop there, though, just being happy. I think you should always still push um, to to better your situation. But I think if you only want, if you're only happy when you get what you want, and life is such that you don't always have what you what you want, you will never be happy. When I, when I listen to this question, the thing that comes to mind is like people who are in abusive relationships and stuff like that. Fair enough. Because. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell someone whose partner is beating on them every night. <laughs> you should be happy with your circumstance. <laughs> is that what you should be mm, doing? Mm. Neither is the person who whose father or uncle is raping them every night. You know that's not mm. that's that's not something you should be happy about. Yeah, yeah. And it's not something that that you should, you should be content with. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> and that's my view that's, on, that's absolutely true. on that's that topic. That's fair enough. <laughs> okay. Should religion be allowed in the workplace? Such as, should there be areas made available for prayer? Should religious clothing and artifacts be allowed? Okay. Um, I think having religion in the workplace would, or if it's done correctly, would allow for more harmony to, to take place in, okay. in the workplace because just because of like the principles and the teachings that we've been taught to taught to portray mm-hmm. in the workplace. As to um, areas available to prayer, no, because I don't think you need the area if you, if, if you want to pray mm-hmm. and, you've, and you've gone to work to work <laughs> and you want to spend time with God to do it in your own time. Okay. I think, yeah, um, I don't think such things are needed at work as in like... Um, to create an area to pray or to, to allow for religious work, garments and stuff. And I say that with the bias of the fact that I'm Christian and so I don't even actually believe in religion because I can pray whenever I want and like Christ is in everything I do anyway. Mm. I don't think religion should be banned in the sense of I shouldn't be allowed to say Jesus loves you and work or something like that. I shouldn't be restricted like that but then I don't think you have to like create a multi-faith prayer room you know, where there's a Koran and there's a Bible <laughs> Beads for meditation or whatnot. Okay. Ready? Yep. Religion is a refuge for those who are unable to think for themselves. Do you believe it? No, I think it's a stupid thing to say that. <laughs> the Bible says, you know, test me and see, or taste and see. It's the idea that you, you shouldn't question things is something that people who didn't understand the Bible themselves use to control others that won't read it for themselves. But then when you read the Bible, it never just suggests that you, suggests that you don't think for yourself. It suggests that you research, you search, study, you observe even nature and see for yourself that God is good and that God exists. Okay. Um, I think that um, well, even, well with, within Christianity mm. that you're supposed to be in a relationship with God mm. and you can't be in a relationship with someone against your own will mm. or like without thinking because it, ha- it has to be a very purposeful thing mm. because if it's not then you won't follow his commands and then you're not really in a, in a relationship with him mm. because if you were you, you would be doing what you know that you should be doing yeah. and following his laws so no it's not a refuge because it's a lot of hard work <laughs> yeah yeah uh. <laughs> 
people buy products with designer labels because they have no idea of their own style or taste. How much do you agree or disagree with this? I think I agree with it to some extent. Um, yeah, I think like wearing designer labels is just a way to fit in. That's why you see so much Nike, so much Adidas, mm. all of that. Um, but I would disagree at the same time because even though people might maybe wearing Nike or Adidas, they'll be they'll buy different colors, buy different types of clothes. Not everyone will be dressed exactly the same. Mm. So so even though there's that sameness, there's also that uniqueness even when buying designer labels. True. But then I think we're all trying to be different the same. So <laughs> I, like, I don't necessarily agree that they don't have their own sense of style. But I think there's a element of conformity in having to spend on designer labels, wanting to fit into a certain crowd. Mm. Um, but you'll find they, you know, they do have their own style and, and they tend to have the money to support that. Um, not, yeah. always, not always. No, well, not always, yeah. <laughs> Well, they try to, and they, yeah, that's, right. they, um, that, that's it. <laughs> okay. Um, should religious teaching be left until children are old enough to make up their own minds? As a Christian, I can't say so, no. Um, I think the Bible says, train a child the way it should grow. When it grows, she shall not depart from it. If you know the right thing, why would you not give them anything in the hopes that when they grow up, they'll go and find something correct? Like, that's, that's stupid. Um... I think your your children should be brought up with the values that you hold right, with the things that you find guide your life. That's how you should bring up your children. Yeah. Okay. I think I agree that it shouldn't be left mm. because um, when they leave the house, there'll be so many external influences. influences. Yeah. And then that's how you have people thinking that if you're a boy, it's okay to think that you're a, a, a girl trapped yeah. in a boy's body and stuff yeah. like that. So um, having, have, um, bringing them up with the Bible counteracts that and counteracts what the world um, is, is, is trying to teach them. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, time's up. Oh, that was quick. <laughs> okay. Next up. Oh, sorry. Ooh, what type of behavior do you consider to be sexual harassment? Is there a fine line between fun and harassment? I think that it should be very clear from body language and how people react to what you say, whether they're, um, they're finding what you are saying or doing as a sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that any inappropriate touching should take place within the workplace, you know. Keep your hands where your hands should be, yeah. Try and keep flirty talk to a minimum, especially if you're in a relationship or married. <laughs> father's father told someone gets divorced, did it? That's what I'm saying. Personally, I think it's, it's, it's a matter of, of boundaries and, you know, knowing the person that you're, you're discussing things with. Sexual harassment is one thing, but even stuff like racial jokes and, you know, political jokes and stuff like that. Some people have, share your sense of humour will find it funny, some people won't. So I think it's knowing your audience and knowing the people that you're playing around with, really. I, I think it doesn't, you know, hands whatever, sexual, whatever, innuendo, whatever. Within the right circles can be harmless, but then it's making sure that you are in the right circle before you do that. Oh, cool. Sex. Do you think that sex, pleasure, and pain are closely related? This <laughs> 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 about to get freaky up in here. Um, all right. 
I think they are closely related, actually. Um, the stuff like I do karate, and it's most of the time painful, but then it's also enjoyable, and you, I keep going back every single day. So I think pleasure and pain, at the very least, are definitely closely related. Now, sex is mostly pleasure, um, but I think there's elements, and depending on the individual, there are you know places for pain <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> Some people know my fiance. <laughs> um, we haven't had sex yet, so we don't know anything. But yeah, so I think that they are all related. Yeah. Um, in the fact that they're all they're all very stimulating. And true, true. And like all, and, and they all cause involved. like rushes. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're like so like when you go to the gym and you're in pain. But then, but then the adrenaline is, is, is kicking in. Yeah, yeah, yep. Same as when you're having sex, or same as like when someone's tickling you. Even mm, it's mm. like, yes, yeah, all that. Line. Yeah, that that rush of nerves and excitement and da 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 da. Another thirty, please. Okay. <laughs> Only ask for another thirty on sex, you know, <laughs> on sex topics. Well, I think pain and sex definitely related, but I think some people take it extreme, especially like BDSM and like those guys where whips and stuff get involved. I think that's a bit extreme because then it's not, then it's just pain, <laughs> and it's like pain that's not necessarily pleasurable. Oh, but you can find pleasure in the pain. That's why they do it. I don't know how. I don't know how. Like the whole stories of ball busters and stuff like that. Oh no, that. no, no! no. <laughs> Forget that. But then some people do that. That's what some people find pleasurable. But then maybe you should give it a try when you get married. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. The occasional light spanking here and there. Fair enough. But. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> Okay, next one. (laughs) If God did not exist, it would be necessary to invent him. How much of this is true? Okay. Um. (laughs) That's a hard one. It is a hard one, actually. I think yes. I think I think we as humans, we need. Well, a lot of us need somewhat something like a higher being above us just to know that we are not in, conf- in, in full control of our actions because then it takes some of the, of the responsibility of us, of us as to why things didn't go our way and why we didn't achieve things that we should have achieved in life. That's what I'm going to my time. <laughs> my time is up. <laughs> go on. I don't think we would have been able to invent him, to be honest. If God did not exist and we were solely um, creators of biological chance I don't think we would know to create a being such as God if that makes sense because there are aspects of God that we as as a Christian there are aspects of God that I see that don't make sense to me Um, and that's from steady and that's from the way he's presented himself so I don't think we could dream up God I don't think we could invent one okay yeah so what do you think about um People who are able to come up with all kinds of mis- um, like mystical monsters and st- uh, uh, stuff like that that are completely different from what it, what we as humans are. I think those come as a result of the fact that there is a god. Like, if there is this universal truth that actually exists, then I'm not surprised if people who don't have full sight of it are able to perceive something. If that makes sense. So I'm able to kind of like perceive that there is this truth on because that truth exists. Now, the things that I might 
perceive won't be the full picture and so might be slightly deviated or very much deviated. But those deviations come only as a result of the truth actually existing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Should couples stay together for the sake of the children? <sighs> Ideally. <laughs> you know what? What you said about the abusive thing can't really like sticks out to me now because I would have normally said ideally yes, but then if it's an abusive relationship, then no, you know, one person should leave. But the question is, who decides? You know, what's abusive? I mean, if I'm beating you up, it's abusive. <laughs> it's not that, but you know, who decides who the children goes with? You know, you look at Antonina, Jolie, and then Brad Pitt, and and you know, you look at that. Should they have stayed together for the sake of their children, especially now that they've got multicultural children? <laughs> but I, I think now I'd say no. I think if it's not uh, an, an abusive, it's not an abusive relationship. Then you should, mm. because once you have children, it's not about your wants and needs. It's about the wants and needs of your children and what's best for them. Mm. Yeah, because because like, once you bring life into this world, you, you have yeah, a you have a responsibility and like an obligation to give them the best chance in life. Mm. And the best chance a mother and father can give to a child is bringing them up in in a in like a family nucleus mm. where, where they have both 30 seconds okay should, now that <laughs> Brad and Angelina are getting divorced do you think they should return the children that they took from Africa because <laughs> 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 they're not bringing them up in a nucleus <laughs> anymore um <laughs> no I don't I don't only because they're like super rich fair enough they can pay for <laughs> yeah so like the, um, the children will, will, will never be in want and whoever they end up remarrying mm. they will treat them well hopefully or at least buy them as many, as many cars as they want <laughs> to make them happy <laughs> alright let's go okay is it my turn yes sir okay ooh I like this one to say a religious person is happier than a skeptic is no more to the point than saying a drunken man is happier than a sober one do you agree or disagree um, I think I agree mm. because there's no way to scale happiness person to person because mm. it's a very subjective thing. Um, yeah, so someone who has no idea of God can live uh, a absolutely happy life, and but at the same time, you've got these Christians who are so unhappy, so unmeasurable, even mm. though they have this God. But then it, it goes to say, do they really believe in God if they, <laughs> if they are in such states? Yeah. yeah. I think I'd agree in the sense of I don't think um, I, I, I disagree with this um, in the sense of a religious person being happier than a skeptic okay religious uh, again you could be talking about any religion mm. I can speak as a Christian is a Christian who knows God happier than a skeptic happy being a, a frivolous word they're more hopeful Hopeful not even just for this existence, but for the existence to come. We believe that there's life after death, and that's the view we're looking at. We're looking at eternity, not just the 80 to 90 years that we spend on this earth. We're happier. <laughs> Why do I keep getting the sex ones? <laughs> All right. How young should children be before they receive sex education? Should this be from parents or school? Is this unfortunate but necessary for their protection? I think nowadays they should receive it as early as they are able to recognize what it is, if that makes sense. Um, 
sex is everywhere. It's so easily accessible online. And even if in your household you you try to keep you know things under wraps, they are influenced by outside. So I think as early as you recognize they are old enough to understand, you give them that sex talk. It's unless it's unfortunate I think because it robs them of an innocence that we had when we were growing up, but it's necessary for this protection. Mm. I also agree that they need to be taught as early as possible, mm. and like, and because there's only so much you can protect them from yeah. the sexual influences in this world. Yeah. So even if I don't know, I feel like if if like there's like a sex scene on TV, <laughs> I know like 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 my parents maybe like would have changed changed, changed <laughs> the channel and not talked about it, yeah. but but maybe like try and find a way to like to like explain to them what's Bring going on mm. and why they shouldn't be doing it since <laughs> one of them is married <laughs> one of them is not <laughs> fair enough okay if drugs were legalised and addicts were given free access to drugs then criminal then drug criminals would be out of business and you your home and your car would be safer agree or disagree I agree. I've always, I've always stood by the notion that drugs should be legalized mm. because if you legalize all drugs, um, that's the drug drug game gone. Mm. But at the same time, I feel like if you um, if you take drugs and you overdose, you shouldn't you, sh- you, sh- you should not be given treatment at hospitals. <laughs> should waste their time. With yeah, I, I really feel like that. there's there's not there's there's real lack of um, sense of accountability in the world. Mm. So. That would, that would be one way for people to start being a bit more more sensible with their choices. Uh, I don't necessarily think that drugs in and of itself would be the problem. We'll always find something else. You know, if if you legalize drugs, that's a certain group of people that now have money. But then you still have another group of people that maybe don't deal in drugs that will still be poor or that are not drug addicts that will still commit crimes. So I don't know if it will if it will solve that. I don't know if my car will be any safer just for, you know, drugs are now legal. No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Oh sorry, sorry I keep forgetting. <laughs> Do you agree or disagree with euthanasia? That's medical, like suicide, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, in a circular world where people are, you know, I believe it's your God-given right to not believe in Him. Um, so for them, for people who don't believe in God, I think yeah, you're you're perfectly within your rights to take your own life. What that, what the consequence of that could be for you, you know, uh, that's your decision to make. If you are of the inclination as I am as a Christian, I don't agree with it because God's given us life and, and we're responsible for it to him. Uh, we're, we're accountable to him for life. Yeah. Mm. Um, when I think of euthanasia, the images that always come to mind are people who are in like vegetative, vegetative states mm. who, who like, don't even have that option to say, yeah, I want to live, I want to die. Mm. And like the, the quality of life isn't isn't amazing. Mm-hmm. It's not even good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear so, I think for those people mm. where the quality of life isn't isn't you you couldn't even call it good. Mm. Then if they wanted to, um, they should be allowed to commit suicide. Okay. Can I? Can I? Yeah. So my, my thing is, uh, as again as a Christian, I can only answer these through that lens because I am Christian. If I'm in a vegetative state. 
you know, who am I to say how long that state is going to be for? And also, who am I to say the purpose for that state? And as a Christian, you believe God's in control and guides every single every single situation. So why could it not be that I'm in that state only so that, you know, God can then bring me back from that state to declare his glory? So I don't know if I'd agree that. But then, but then whilst in a, in, in a vegetative state, you don't get a say as to whether, yes, I want to stay in the state or no, I don't want to stay in the state. Mm. So... Um, but then even in that situation, which is a safer option to kill them and then say, oh, well, I thought you would have wanted to not be in it or to give them the chance to maybe one day come back and, you know, tell me, oh, I wish you had taken me out as opposed to well, thank you for not taking me out. But what being in that state is causing them like an excruciating pain. Well, are they? Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's a hard one to say, to be honest. And we're out of time, so I'm good. I'm good. Is it is me? It's you. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you think size really matters? As in penis size and oh. breast size? Okay, <laughs> let's go. Well, from what I've been told by my female counterparts, your encounters, <laughs> not even just my encounters, um, girls for girls. What 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 women told girls prefer. A guy that knows what he's doing with what he's what he has, rather than him just having something that's huge and, and, and massive and long. As for breast size, to an extent, breast size is important to me anyway. All right. Yeah, I was running out of time, so I had to keep it short. To me, breast size is not important. Um, penis size, uh, again, I've also I don't have that much experience. <laughs> so I don't know what women like. What I've been told is that yeah, women don't really care so much about the size um, unless it's really really small yeah so what I've read as well is you know it needs to at least be big enough to stimulate the, that G-spot kind of thing and that's not incredibly big so long as it's big enough for that it's cool more often than not bonus <laughs> question oh no <laughs> uh, so Peter oh gosh you'll get to marry soon you think penis size matters to your fiance? Um, I I don't know I I don't know um, simply because and does that worry you? well nah because we're we're good (laughs) (laughs) no humility whatsoever there no, no, no. As in, like, time's up, time's up, time's up. <laughs> no, time's up, Peter. Pick your cards. Pick your cards. Pick your cards. No, not as in, I'm good. Peter, Peter, like, pick your card. Pick your cards. <laughs> okay. Um, why is there a dick? Oh, I really, that's, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. Why is there a decline in church attendance nowadays? Because people have lost what the church really means. Um, I think uh, it, it, well, two things. In the end times, more people, you know, I think more people will just go away from the church anyway. I think that's prophesied in the Bible. But also, I think we've lost what the church was actually meant for. So now you've got churches that are serving a business um, purpose in the lives of the pastors or that cater to a certain group of people um, and, and it's not as it was back then where it was just fellowship and steady now it's a lot more and that's why
I feel like it's partly the church's fault and partly not the church's fault. I feel like, yeah, like you're saying, that sense of community has, has like definitely been lost. I'm, I'm saying that like I was around 100 years ago mm. to see what the community was like. But we can read it. We, we yeah. see it in the Bible. And, but, but also, like, nowadays you have access to so much more information mm. and there's so many, like, get-rich-quick schemes and so many, like, 10 steps to be, be, become the guy or the, or the girl you want to be. Mm. So people are putting their faith in those instead of putting their faith in God. And if mm. you're putting your faith in those things, you won't go to church because you feel like you won't need him in your life. Mm. Okay. Which country currently possesses the greatest threat to world peace? Obviously, the answer is America. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> no, yeah, like, so many of, like, the world's problems are caused by America. Be- because of, like, how big America is, it's, mm. it's such a big influencer. Mm. Like, I, I, I was talking to, my, to, to a friend the other day, and, like, we were talking about how if America didn't exist, things like transgender it wouldn't be around. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. Things like that come from America, yeah. and, and because it's so big, mm. and people have such freedom of speech, it's, it's allowed to grow and grow and grow. Mm. And America's just like a place of infestation of like <laughs> that sin and destruction. <laughs> um, I, I do think, yeah, you know, America, you know, it's they don't call the American president the most powerful man in the world for no reason, mm. you know. Um, and you're completely, you're completely right in that a lot of things come from America. But I also think, I think it's just the West in general. America, us lot, the UK, Russia with Vladimir, whatever it faces. <laughs> like, I think we, we're, just, we're just a dangerous group of really powerful people that aren't necessarily got, haven't necessarily got the right values mm. uh, to, to give world peace. Aura. <sighs> <laughs> We're at 45 minutes, you know. Really? Yeah. That went by really quick. Let's do two more. Two more. Work. How much internet access <laughs> should an employee have? Should they be blocked from certain sites? <laughs> I think depending on the work, you know. I think um, for for my job, if they blocked internet access uh, and I couldn't even go onto YouTube to like listen to music, I'd probably get more done. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't enjoy doing it and it's, it's sometimes you need to be in a, a comfortable state I, I think it just depends on the work and as long as it's not abused I, I, I don't think you have to be too utilitarian about it yeah. you can use the rest of my time Okay. Uh, yeah I think I agree um, internet does waste a lot of time mm. I think unless you're a social media manager there's no need for social media <laughs> during work hours um, I feel like as an employee it doesn't bother me that much but mm. as as an employer, I think that it would it, it would annoy me if I if I've seen guys on Facebook and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Whilst they haven't finished tasks that they need to yeah. need to complete, yeah. and, there, and there needs to be a balance. And sometimes the balance isn't there, which mm. can, can be a bit bad. Okay, last question of the day. Oh gosh. No, let's not finish on that one. That's that's not a good one to finish on. Nope. I want to find a good one to finish on. Give me a second, guys. Okay, I'll, I'll pick. Let them pick five and then find the best one after them. Now, I want to ask this one, but I know Peter wouldn't answer it. On, on, on. Nah, let's go, let's go. Let's do it, let's do it. Alright, last question. I've already said too much. Last question of the day. 
most affairs occur at work. Which of your co-workers do you find the most attractive? <laughs> That's easy. Um, I don't know. Because my, my office is quite small. Mm. And, and like the girl I was talking about in the podcast a couple of weeks ago, she's gone now. She's gone back to where she's come from. All right. So like there's no one, yeah, there's, 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 there's no one really. It's like a small office. This is me, my boss, who's like 50. <laughs> and one other worker there. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's, to be honest, I'm fortunate to say I work in engineering, and it's like there's two women in, in our in our in our engineering group. Both women are like significantly older than me. I have kids, like three kids each. So it's like, yeah. But in HR, <laughs> there's a there's a lady who's my age. Um, but then I think it's kind of like the beer goggle effect where because there aren't that many ladies, the one lady that's there <laughs> is like a lot more impressive. <laughs> oh my days, well that's time. And, that is time. And that went by really quickly. <laughs> Surprisingly so. Oh, so, yeah. so what do you think about the stuff we talked about today? Mm. How much more do you judge Peter because of his, <laughs> because of his comments? I didn't mean it in the way that you thought. No, 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 no. just leave it, just leave it. What you said is said. Um, yeah, so leave a comment on, on, on what you thought we've discussed today. Do you have any questions that you would like us to answer 100% truthfully? What do, you, um, <laughs> do you agree with what we said? Do you disagree? Uh, like, share with your friends, you know, join the conversation. Mm. Um, shout out to Partners in Rhyme yep. for the intro and outro music. Shout out to Calvin Turner for the Ordinary Amazing logo. You can find us on all good blood, um, podcasting sites at the Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacksmith's Furnace, no apostrophe. You can find us on Twitter at the Furnace UK. Find us, you can email us at um, tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. I think that's everything. Yeah, um, just quick couple of plugs. H me is H for your photography needs. Um, Mo, he's not here at the moment, so don't call this week. Um, but uh, for anything that you need, he does portraiture, he does events, uh, all of that stuff. Um, also, uh, yesterday we had poetry, pizza, and uh, Polaroids, which was really good. If you are in London, you said it's happening every second Sunday of the every month. Second Sunday of the month. Um, it's out here in Elephant and Castle, so it's not too not too hard to get to. It was actually really fun. Um, my superhero name is Objective. <laughs> because yeah. you can turn into objects. Into <laughs> objects, um, which, I, which I found out yesterday. So it'll be good if he can come, come through. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. So I guess this is the Black Space Burner signing out. Blah. <laughs>